people say to me, Raider, what's your dream job? And I say, who the fuck dreams about work? Deserter. Welcome to the podcast. There's essentially two blokes messing about in South London. Yeah, we're impossible to categorise. Or at least that's what iTunes told us when we asked why we're the only podcast in the god-awful category. Yeah, a little bit rude. A little bit rude. Uh, in this episode, we go in search of the lost lands of South London, abolished, eradicated, obliterated by a man better known as a 19th century novelist. Bloody writers. I don't trust them. In addition, we'll be banging on about what we've been up to since we last spoke, bringing you up to date with the local and national news on such vital matters as pubs, beer, spyware in the workplace, mm. and uh, pubs again. Oh, good. Uh, there's bum dossers, there's social media scene, and it's all brought to you in partnership with our sponsor, the venue and cabbing app, Go Out London. Yes, Go Out London. It's an app with double bubble. It's like a trip advisor for London pubs, clubs, and restaurants. But you all, it also gets you there as well with an integrated mm. taxi app. Uh, we're going to use it to get to our first pub? Well, seeing as the pub's just over there, no. Oh. So, pub quizzers, which is our first pub of the day? We're in Clapham Old Town, heading to a pub that boasts a large and handsome bar room that was once a butcher's shop. And it has a wonderful side garden, which is something of a sun trap. Oh, clever. Thank you very much. Come on. Right, it's just over here. Oh, what? You're joking. Closed? Private function, 12 to 5.30? Sorry, not fucking sorry (laughs) enough, if you ask me. Unbelievable. Dear listeners, we are going to have to go to another pub. We have been shafted here royally by a Tuesday lunchtime private event. This country. Look, if you guessed the sun in Clapham Old Town... You were both right... And wrong. And wrong. But you can still have a pint. Award yourself one pint. Half a pint. And um, we're going to have to head elsewhere. Okay. Okay, after that um, debacle, we've landed in uh, in the Old Town pub in Clapham Old Town. Yeah. Where I have just paid £6.50 a pint for 4.3%. Neck oil. Welcome thank, to Wankerville. Thank God it was your round. Yes. Um, okay. No. Ter- <laughs> <laughs> Terrible news about the sun. Um, mm. But this is this is very nice. We're up on the upper terrace. This pub used to be the Frog and Nightgown. Did it? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's awful. But it looks all right now. Yes. Yeah, it's um, a food joint now, isn't it? Really. It's more of a gastro. The- yeah, place, isn't they it? did put the fire on for us up here. Yeah. I mean, a, a real fire. That's yes. nice. It's it? very nice, very nice. Um, anyway, enough of this claptrap. Mm. What the fuck have you been up to? Well, you know, I've been doing serious life admin. Um, we, we've moved our kid to uh, a different school. Oh, why is that? Um, it was nowhere near a pub. And, yet, <laughs> and now I can, if I'm ten minutes early for pickup, mm. I can get a lovely pint of Harvey's. And there's a little alleyway down by the pub. Yeah. I can be at the school gates in 37 seconds. Oh, good timing. Yeah. That's good timing, yeah. Mm. And um, I, I guess 
as he gets a bit older, he'll be able to meet you in the pub. Yes, I just, yeah, I just text him. Daycare. <laughs> daycare, daycare. <laughs> um, okay, we, um, in other news, we presented the Old Nun's Head in Nunhead with their World Cup of Pubs trophy, didn't we? We did. A lovely presentation night that was, yeah. the Old Nun's Head, with a good crowd. Lovely, yeah. Lovely to meet Nick and the team yeah. properly. And Ludo, of course. Yes, the dog. The dog. And yeah. uh, Eddie. Eddie. The ever-present the regular. Mm. Um, I was disappointed to learn that... Um, Nick, the manager, is leaving. That is a shame, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's been there a while, isn't he? And but he's leaving the team, and he's but he's really built something up there, hasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. He's but and he's going down to Margate, where there are fairly strong rumours suggest he's going to do something in the bar world down there. So yeah, we can look out for that. Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for the um, previous winners of the uh, World Cup of Pubs because I think they only ever got a sticker. Yes. The Blythe Hill Tavern and the, the Ivy House. Um, yeah, this time we had a proper... We had a proper... Trophy. Gilded trophy. Yeah. Two-pint glass. A giant beer glass. I mean, when you arrived at the pub with it, you were absolutely terrified of breaking it, weren't you? Yeah, I and, was, yeah. Um, you I didn't even want to take way. it out of the bottle. You yeah. dropped it on the bottle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and as soon as you said that, you transferred that terror onto me. Oh, I right. put it on the windowsill next to me and I kept nudging it oh, with my, yeah. my elbow. Yeah, I felt free. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was great fun. Uh, well done to everyone at the Old Nun's Head. A superb pub. Yeah. worth visiting if you haven't been there before. I need to apologise to the Ivy House for that evening. Um, you know, we went on to the uh, beer shop. As, you know, you're in Nunhead. You got the, 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 you can't just stay in one pub, can you? Mm, mm. Uh, I went on to the, the, the beer shop you came, didn't you? And then yeah. uh, me and um, Tom and David Cameron uh, went on to um, the Ivy House. And um, at one point I fancied a s- smoke and um, went out the back, you know. And uh, and then the, one of the members of staff was very kind. She, she said uh, very gently... Was there anything about unbolting three locked doors that made you think perhaps you shouldn't be out here? So I'm sorry for my behaviour that evening. What else we got? I've been I've been away for a little while. Yeah, you've been away. Where did you go? Yeah, I went to the Canaries again for my... Coronavirus Island. Is it? Yeah. Why is that? Well, there's been an outbreak. Has there? Yeah. In Tenerife? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. We should have known that before I met you. Yeah. shook your hand. Oh, there wasn't any when I was there. When did that happen? Uh, to, well... Today? To, today oh. is... Uh, today they've... Uh, quarant- Found someone in Tenerife. They've quarantined a, a hotel. Which one? Uh, the... Adehi or Deji? Oh, yeah, in Adeja, yeah. Oh, yeah, Costa Adeja. Oh, that's the that's the place. Yeah, there is a hotel Adeja. Yeah, I know that, yeah. Yeah, you didn't stay there. Yeah, that's where I was at. We shouldn't, shouldn't be joking about this. It's <laughs> no. deadly stuff. Um, I thought it had escaped. Well, it had escaped when I was there, so um, I'm okay. I've had a little bit of a cough, but uh, I always have God. a little bit of a cough. Um, yeah, I was only supposed to be there a week, thanks for asking, And um, but Storm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were only going for a week. You had gone ages. Uh, yes, it was only supposed to be a week, but do you remember Storm Kira? Mm. Kiara. Kira. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> it's Irish. Or Italian. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Storm Kira actually put 
hate that because we got a message saying that uh, flights back may be unsuitable for flyers of a nervous disposition. Oh. We looked within our soul and then we looked out at the sun. <laughs> the soul, you might say, and um, decided to stay. <laughs> we looked at actually looked at our diaries and we had absolutely fuck all on. So we thought mm. let's stay out for a few more days. Um, yeah. Well, Miss, Mrs. Raider must have loved to have a few more days. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't out with Mrs. Raider. Oh. She's unfortunately still doing her jury service. Oh. And uh, oh. so I was out there with a mucker. Okay. <laughs> You're spoiling it. And we went down to... We went for the, for the extra, de- extra stay, we went to Santa Cruz up in the north, which is like a proper, you know, old Spanish town. Mm. And it's not so touristy. Um, but they have got Las Terracitas Beach, which... Um, is a beach made up of 180,000 tonnes of golden sand shipped over from the Sahara Desert. It was shipped over in the 70s right. uh, to make this massive uh, man-made beach protected by a stone spit. You can't beat 70s sand. Absolutely. It's top, it was topped up in the 90s. Um, and we arrived, and there's a fish restaurant at one end and seven gorgeous beer shacks along its length. I don't think we were thinking straight because when we arrived, we said what a shame it was that there were so many beer shacks that we couldn't have a drink in all of them. Mm. And then we sort of looked at each other and a challenge was born, Vinny. Yeah, a challenge yeah. was born. We called it Shack Attack, the seven pint fish lunch challenge. Mm. A pint in every single shack on the beach, <laughs> ending with a fish lunch. Can't remember anything about lunch, but we had a lovely day, oh, lovely great. day. You had a little uh, shack attack of yourself. I you? did, yeah. yeah I went you? on the SE 20 taproom triangle mm. tour. Mm. Other alliteration. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I went to Craft uh, uh, Metropolis yeah. in Penge. I'd never been there before. It had been highly recommended by uh, some of our readers, I believe. Good. Um, and, and there's a good sort of, it's an online store, I think. And um, uh, yeah, had a lovely pint there. Uh, the boxcar mosaic seven pound twenty a pint though, so I didn't have a pint actually. I had a two thirds. Yeah. I couldn't afford a pint. No, exactly. Seven pound twenty, bloody hell! Yeah, it's only for Bethnal Green. Um, and I uh, did meet one of our patrons in there who I hadn't met before, an Irish guy. I think his name was Justin, but to be honest, it could have been anything. Right. Um, <laughs> because I'm not very really good with names or faces, as you know. Um, but yeah, nice to meet him. And then went to the Douglas Fir, of course. Yes. Um, and had a, a lovely taste of their Gypsy Hill Nieper. Um Lovely vibe in there, I mm, thought, yeah. yeah. Um, Craft Drop is very smart too. And then to Southey, Southey Brewing's Tap Room. Um, one of the best in Europe, according to... Uh, the Guardian, The Guardian, yeah. yeah. And met, indeed us. Met Waggy and Sarah in there. Oh, yeah. by chance? Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, had a lovely uh, couple of pints and chat with them uh, some lazy jesus which was oh yeah uh, it's a deserter named drink yes although named. We, our name doesn't appear on it anymore that's it disappointing it's, yeah yeah it's we'll deserted. get our commercial manager onto it we'll have to do that yeah um had a ni- nice time apart from I, I did tread on a dog um <laughs> uh it's just stepped back and he was there and i went down to pet him to say sorry and they sunk his teeth into my thigh mm. uh, and it, yeah in the morning i had Two puncture win- wounds on my leg, like I'd, I'd been attacked by a vampire dwarf. <laughs> and um, but I, I don't suppose you uh, went for a hair of the dog that morning. Ooh. You see what I've done there? Yeah, yeah. no, I didn't. A hair of the dog that bit you? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that because um, it would actually have been a hair from a dog that bit uh, you. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I went for a pint though. 
good lad. Mm. Um, talking of pints, uh, we went to Cask Fest 2020 on Friday, didn't we? God, yes. Wasn't yeah. it brilliant? Amazing. 35 quid, yeah. but all your beers are free. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we got our value for money there, didn't we? It's dangerous, isn't it? I, I basically see that as a challenge to get your money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, oh my God, the beers were great. Such great curation by Affinity Brewing. Well done to everyone there yeah, involved with it. Absolutely, yeah. Lots of Didn't brewers have a bad one. who we don't normally uh, who we normally don't see on cask. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Um, yeah Burt Mill was a favourite. They yeah, quite yeah. amazing. Um, they had some gamma ray on cask, didn't they? But you're right, yeah, there's brewers that tend to do cake more often. Yeah, yeah. I had to thank, um, you know, Rusty Rachel at the Rusty Back Bucket. Mm. I mentioned to her that I'd been and um, she asked, um, you know, what were the queues like uh, getting in? I, I said, I don't know, I was at the front of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, well but, uh, you know, it sounds like I made that up, but actually she did ask that question and I'm very grateful <laughs> to her. <laughs> I think we did, we attacked it well. We started low, didn't we, and worked up into double figures. Yes. A special mention from me of my final beer of the night, as recommended by our friend Aidan, who's now at um, Villages yep. Brewery, mm. the Brett Organic Stock Ale, which was a farmhouse style, mm. saison style, aged in wood, mixed fermentation, you know, it actually has yeast from apple skin as well as the more controlled yeast as well. Crazy. It's it kind of cidery mm. flavour. So it was like sweet and sour and dank and musty and tart and fruity all at the same time. And I think, as I said, I, I, don't, I don't know if I like it, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, Brett Organic Stock Ale from the Little Earth Project oh, in yeah. Suffolk. Um, I also had my first Palmo. Oh, did you? Sorry yes. For um, yeah, yeah, Palmo from uh, Middlesbrough. Uh, yeah, a, a sort of, uh, I think a guy went there in the war from Italy, and uh, basically it's like Parmigiano chicken, mm. uh, you know, cheese-covered chicken escallop in a yeah, bun. Yeah, it was very, very good. Was it? And yeah. there's a few places that do them in South London. Uh, the Rose in Snowsfield apparently does a very good Palmo. Does it? Yeah. Oh, if oh. you want to try a Palmo, yeah. I shall be trying it again. Mm. Um, well. Shall we get out and about on today's trail? Yeah, we better head, yeah. Um, um, where are we going? The first thing I want us to look out for is an old road sign here in Clapham. Mm -hmm. A road sign that tells the story of another world, an ancient world, ancient. if you will, a lost world. Ooh, Atlantis. <laughs> are you ready? Yep. Let's go. Where are we going? I don't know, I told you, it's a lost world. <laughs> well, that was a little bit disappointing in that uh, we didn't find quite what I was looking for. No. In Clapham, uh, which I'm hoping there is one last chance of um, exciting. an exciting road sign. Sign of the lost I can, world. I, a sign of the lost world. I can see in your eyes you're thrilled by it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen Jurassic Park, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very excited. It's going to be evidence. That we, were looking for, we were looking in the pavement. I mean, my heart is sinking here. We're on the corner of uh, Cubit Terrace, where Rectory Grove turns into Larkhall Rise. And right, yes. Sure enough, there's a new build on the side, yes. which I think might have scuppered our attempts in uh, Clapham Old Time on Old Town on the pavement to find a very old sign. Yes. But, um, I've seen a hang picture. on. Ooh. Hang on. Okay. 
here we go. A sign for Lark Hall Rise. Lark now, can you write, read that for me, Vinny? Yeah, Lark Hall Rises. Yes. <laughs> Except it's not Rises, is it? It's Lark Hall Rise S. S, what do they mean? South. It's an olden days sign from... Olden when, days? Yeah, where we stand now in uh, Clapham points to simpler times when uh, Clapham was in S. The postcode of Clapham right. was S. Okay. Yeah, London postcodes around um, in, in the mid-19th century were based on compass points. They were introduced, there were eight of them. We're just, let's pause here where it's a little bit uh, less windy, yeah. possibly. Yeah, by this lovely bin. Yeah, there's only there's only well, I was told there were two that survived. One in Clapham Old Town, Old Town at the pavement, yeah, and one here. We couldn't find the Clapham pavement one. No. I've seen a picture of it. We have seen a picture of it. Said the pavement. So I thought it was a bit like your Rooney's and your Balotelli's, <laughs> your pavements. Uh, we'll put a picture of that up on the website because I've seen a picture of it as yeah. well, but yeah. we we couldn't find it. I think it's gone. Um, so yeah, uh, the story. So that's uh, the only one left. That's the it? only one left. Lark Hall rises. Last sign of a lost civilization. Yeah. Uh, in, in 1856, uh, it says here, um, Sir Roland Hill of the General Post Office produced a circular area uh, of around 19 kilometres radius, um, extended from the centre of town Charing Cross out to. Walton Cross in the north, Carshorton in the south, Romford in the east and Sunbury in the west. Uh, eight of them, including an S postcode for South London. Mm. Um, the south slice of the pie, as you might envision it, had one border radius that extended from the centre through Elephant, Peckham and Crystal Palace uh -huh. out to West Wickham. And in the west, through Clapham, Tooting and down beyond Merton. And where we stand now in Clapham was in the S, S postcode. Original. Sexy. <laughs> um, I mean, have you ever wondered why there is no S postcode in London? All the time. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I'm warning you, you're not going to like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've got an N, haven't they? They've got an N. They've got an N. They've got an N. Got why an e. no S? Why they've got no e. S? They've got, a, they've got a W. <laughs> why uh, haven't we got an S radar? There you go. That's, that's the enthusiasm. As I was looking for, yes, well done. <laughs> Even if you had to act it <laughs> under the promise of an extra pint. Um, well, we have to return to the 19th century, and our story revolves around one man, a post office man, better known as the author of the Chronicles of Barsetshire and the books that were turned in the TV series The Palaces. His name, Anthony Trollope. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> This man, I'm sorry to say, was a complete workaholic. He managed to hold down both the day job and write novels. So he's a post office clerk and he wrote novels. He's making us look bad. Um, at the post office, he's credited with introducing the pillar box. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's oh, you have done that's, a bit of research. Yeah, yeah. That's something that uh, I suppose is positive. Yeah. They'll all be going soon, yeah, though, won't yeah, they? Probably. Like the S's. <laughs> well, he was given the task of streamlining the new uh, compass point London postal system, which was deemed over complex for the time. Right. The mail traffic in the South London postcode was less, apparently, than in other areas. 
mm. for obvious reasons. Yeah. No one could be asked to write a letter. <laughs> <laughs> They'd just saddle up and ride over to the pub and say what they had to say face to face. Yeah. Because everyone, you know, in South London, as you know, had a horse. Which is one of those things. Which is as true today as it ever is. Um, <laughs> if you believe Strange Martin. Anyway, um, Trollope wrote a uh, you know, report on the matter. One of the quite monstrous conclusions of which was that the S area for South London could quite simply be done away with. It's genocide. <laughs> so his solution was to split those places in the S postcode between an expanded SW and an SE. And that, as far as he was concerned, was job done. Yeah, but he didn't live in South London, did he? No, exactly. Happy neighbours were you know, split apart, bisected yeah. by the stroke of a fucking... London post office clerk do, who do could you not think that perhaps um, separation of SE and SW is a good thing I mean do we in SE have anything in common with our SW brothers well we're going to find out today huh? due really? to uh, scientific experiments yeah. and walking through what I now call Trollope's Passage mm. um, so yeah happy neighbours in South London you know, bedfellows like Stockwell and Kennington Brixton and Camberwell West Nord and Streatham were split apart mm. by a postcode. All of those places would have been in the original S postcode. Uh, so at the whim of this insufferable office-bound workhorse postie, without a care in the world for South Londoners, nor future generations of proud slackers, mm. we were now forced to be either West or East. When, of course, we know, really, the only real divide is the river. Absolutely, yeah. Apart from maybe the rugby. How do you mean? Well, if you live in South West, yes. SW postcode, s statistically, you're more likely to like rugby. Yeah. That's just science. Anecdotally too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more that's just known. It's given. Yeah. No one knows why. Yeah. Uh, especially as the world's oldest rugby club is in Blackheath in SE. Yeah. But there you have it. That's it. If yeah. you live in SW, you like rugby more than if you live in SE. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you have your, the collar of your polo shirt up as well, don't you? You may well do, yeah. Mm. I mean, I've, been, I've seen rugby being played as far east as Brockwell Park. Mm. Um, but this is possibly unsurprising as half of Brockwell Park is in SW oh, and the go. other half is in SE. Oh, that's ridiculous. Build a wall. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the locations of the old S, um, this may or may not be interesting enough to survive the edit, but I'll say <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, the eastern border of SW from south to north is SW16, SW2, SW9, SW8, plus SW4, SW12 and SW17. They were all originally South London. Mm. And the Echo porn is. And the SE that was originally S includes much of SE1. SE17, SE5, SE22, SE24, SE21, SE27, SE26, SE19, SE20, and SE25 plus what is now BR3. They were all originally South London. He got rid of all those and put them, made them either east or west. It's a massacre. Anyway, this schism created obviously uh, a new corridor between southwest and southeast a trail uh, which uh, as we've mentioned we call Trollope's Passage and after the news we'll be working our way through this passage seeing what we find en route 
hearing a little bit more about our man Anthony and his district tricks, and um, which were not limited to the glorious south. Oh. Mm. Anyway, but first, a pint. Oh, God. <laughs> we're heading by train. Oh. That's a clue. All right, yeah. Over to Denmark Hill. Okay. To this is a, a pub quiz? Yeah. Yep. To a pub very near the station. Oh, yes. Very near the station. I know, uh, yes. Indeed, it used to be the ticket hall of the station oh. before it burned down in 1980. Oh. Uh, before rising again from the ashes as oh. a pub. I'll see what you did there. <laughs> what could it be called, listener? I mean, what would you call a pub that rose again? from the ashes. That's too much. Too many clues. <laughs> too easy. Okay, uh, well here we are and award yourself one pint. Mm-hmm. If you guessed the Phoenix, the Phoenix at rising Hill. from the ashes. <laughs> oh God, we're so clever. <laughs> oh, oh, they are. It's them, isn't it? Yeah, we're just repeating. Um, unfortunately, we've got a little bit of noise here. Um, yeah. Due to this is Trollope's curse. Trollope's curse. What a day. Yeah. Places are shut. There's noise everywhere. I mean, what a wanker. Yeah. Yeah, the Salvation Army across the road have knocked down some perfectly decent um, 80s accommodation and rebuilding it. They've got more fucking money than sense, those people. They've got a lot of money, a lot of money. Anyway, it means that we're going to have to find somewhere a little bit quieter to do the news. The news. 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 So we've come indoors at the Phoenix and travelled up the spiral staircase mm. into the uh, leather furniture uh, and uh, the roof, basically. Um, uh, it's a booze mezzanine. A booze mezzanine, there we go. Yeah. Um, where we are going to attempt mm. the news. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, pub and beer news course. I mean, that's how it goes. That's the order of things. Yeah. Um, first up, Anspach and Hob Day. The Bermondsey Brewers are opening their tap room in their new premises in Croydon on March the 7th. Excellent news. Talking about openings, I saw that the Dulwich Beer Dispensary has reopened. Yes, indeed. I heard from Sam, the head brewer, indeed only brewer, mm. at Sunny, uh, to say that, yeah, there's a bit, bit of a pop-up at the moment at uh, Dulwich. They're only okay. open sort of Thursday to Sunday, uh, so they're taking it one step at a time. Yeah. Uh, they had some problems before with uh, the building and... That's and right, because it closed, it's been closed for a few months it now, has, hasn't it? has, yeah. Um, I mean, well, that's, of course, is where we had our book launch. Yeah. Uh, and absolutely packed out the place, had a wonderful evening. They've had to replace the floor since then, I think. Well, lucky it didn't go on the night. Yes. Um, uh, that is um, on the South Circular, isn't it? Yes. In, in, in Dulwich, Pretty much. Might call it. In the, in, near, yeah, it yeah. Where Lordship Lane meets the South Circular. Yeah. Um, near Tile Giant. <laughs> That's how I remember it. <laughs> I know, because every time I go to Tile Giant, I need a pint. Uh, what else? We've got the Bell Tap 
yes, in Bromley. That's right. Yeah. So that, if, of course, is in the, the old Royal Bell, which is is on that same strip as uh, the Star and Garter. Mm. Uh, it's going to have another kind of craft focus. Uh, and it's another Grade Two listed building, uh, and, you, and that's the one that used to be David Bowie's local. Oh, lovely! Bless him. Yeah. Um, also reopenings. This is all good news, isn't it? This Ooh, time. Yeah. Um, the Royal George uh, on Tanners Hill, SE8, uh, yes. is reopened. Oh right. Okay. I, I must admit, I didn't know it closed, but um, you probably don't go there a, a lot. No. And, and you why know why? Yes, yeah. it's the Sam Smiths. Yeah. Yeah. So you never yeah. know what to drink in there. No, and you can't even swear about it. Fuck off. Nor can you look up on your phone to find out where there's a decent booze nearby. Bollocks. <laughs> we just get banned before we walked in, wouldn't we? Yeah, I hope. Um, there's a new beer uh, called Extra Mile. Oh, which yes. It's been brewed as a collaboration between Runhead, a oh. Nunhead running club. Clever. And Brick Brewery. Right. Uh, in aid of the Westminster House Youth Club. And that is yes. on sale now at the Brick Brewery Tap. Yes. Get down there, support a good cause. Yes, it is a very good cause, too. Uh, what else have well, we got? Well, we've got, in other bar news, mm. I was thinking, mm. um, our deserter bar. Of course. I mean, people have been asking, when are you going to open yeah. the deserter bar? And we've always, yeah, we kind of put it off because we feel we're more be bothered. end users than yes. bar managers. Yes. Uh, but regular listeners will know, of course, that we occasionally talk about this deserter bar and that our ideas or demands... Uh, as our commercial manager calls them, mm. uh, our ideas um, cause great exasperation for Pompey Dunk. And um, the business community at large. Indeed. Uh, for example, we insist upon bring your own beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we insist that smoking cannabis is not just tolerated but encouraged uh, and that you can pay what you want for your drinks. Mm. That sort of thing. Yeah, I don't, God knows why the commercial manager is upset about it. Anyway. Uh, unbeknownst to him, while he's um, wintering in the Southern Hemisphere, we finally agreed on a spot to open the bar, haven't we? Yes. Uh, where is it, Radar? It's Doggerland in the middle of the North Sea. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Doggerland um, is an ancient land bridge between England or East Anglia mm. and uh, the continent that's still to this day exposed at low tides. Yes. It used to. Uh, it is, we're talking about sort of prehistoric times when it was. Yeah. Exactly. Seventies, nineteen seventies. And and it's here uh, on the sandbanks amongst the sort of mammoth bones and uh, mummified tree stumps. Mummified? Surely not. Maybe fossilized. Fossilized. Um, that we're going to open for one day only, Mark. You. Mm. Deserter Island. Our Beautiful. pop-up micropub come beach shack. Yeah. Jack attack. Come along. Yeah, uh, do come along. It's on the uh, 28th of March. Yeah. And uh, the boat has been chartered mm-hmm. and, and we'll be going there, weather permitting. Yeah. Um, it's weather permitting, yeah, yeah. Whether we get up in time to get the boat <laughs> is key. It's <laughs> an early start. Um, but it is open to all with mm. free beer. Yeah. Everybody's welcome and beer is free all day. The only thing you will need is your own boat because mm. ours is full yeah I'm afraid so. a beer um, all drinks are free weed smoking is encouraged there'll be a light finger food followed by a cricket match yes it'll be the first 
cricket match on Doggerland yeah. since the Neanderthal three-game series. <laughs> and uh, we may claim Doggerland for Deserter yes. with a flag. Deserterland. Deserterland. And um, more on that, of course, next episode, if we make it back. Because well, something I haven't mentioned is that there yes. is a mild danger of death. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I, d- I maybe maybe didn't mention that to you no, either. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm all for you know chasing the story, but um, yeah, I don't want to die in the middle of the North Sea. Although yeah. it's worth it. It's free beer for our own pub. Ah, yeah, okay. we'll go down in history. Oh, right. It'll be on Wikipedia and everything. Um, so that is wanted. Deserter Island, open to all, 28th of March, weather permitting. Um, see you there. Yeah. Bring a boat. Yeah, bring your own boat. <laughs> what else we got? Oh, yeah. Drink beer, live till 90. That's what it says here. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this report from Maastricht University, which, of course, we're no longer able to attend. No. Uh, yeah, a new report from Maastricht. I am, I've got an Irish passport. Oh, yeah, you can go, yeah, yeah. It's about time you did a degree. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, get your A-levels first. I <laughs> haven't <laughs> finished my degree yet. Uh, this is a new report from uh, Maastricht University, which says that a daily tipple nearly doubles a man's hope of hitting 90. Professor Dr Piet van den Brandt said... Our analyses show significantly positive associations between alcohol and longevity in men and women. Mm. Uh, However, as ever, the devil's in the detail, right? Mm. Men on half a pint of beer a day are 81% more likely than teetotalers to reach a tenth decade. Mm. Women who drink a a similar amount, which is basically abstinence, Mm. uh, increase by a third their chance of reaching that landmark okay um, however it gets better even blokes who drink two pints daily mm-hmm. double the recommended NHS maximum are two thirds more likely to live to 90 when compared to abstainers I'm going to live forever I have eight pints a day I don't know it doesn't say anything about eight pints no. a day and, no, I don't uh, want you to know that no no and uh, eight pints a day isn't really the whole truth with you is it no it's not no <laughs> No. Um, so, yeah, essentially, let's go back to the headline. Drink beer, live till 90. Mm. Have you ever been spied on at work, Benny? I don't think I have, no. Um, no, I mean, they've tried. They, you know, mm. I moved too quickly. Ugh. And uh, you're not allowed cameras in the bogs. <laughs> well, you may have been spied on without knowing it. Maybe. Um, this is a story that uh, at Barclays uh, some technology has been installed that monitors Barclays workers' activity on their computers. Yes. Uh, uh, not only it's that, it monitors their sort of keystrokes and knows what they're doing and in some yeah. instances admonishes staff. Yeah. Uh, for not being in the zone. For not being in the zone, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You get a pop-up saying, you're, you're not, not in the zone, not in the zone. Jeffrey. No, I'm in the shit. <laughs> uh, it tells you to avoid breaks and monitors your produ- productivity in real time and records activities such as toilet visits as unaccounted activity. It's not unaccounted. 
This is this is terrible, isn't it? Yes. And then gives you some tips like mute your phone, disable your email, chat pop-ups, avoid breaks for more than 20 minutes. This is a fucking disaster for the office slacker, right? It's the beginning of the end, isn't it? It's an infringement of our slacker rights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how are you supposed to do all your ticket buying, your day trading, your social media, your shopping, or listening to music? Mm. All the things that make work worthwhile. Absolutely. Fucking scandal. It's almost like... This is Barclays, wasn't it? This is Barclays. So yeah. cancel your bank account with Barclays. Yeah. It's we almost Be like the change you want to see. Yeah. It's almost like bankers are cunts. <laughs> Um, one other quickie mm. um, was the deserter website redesign. It's had oh, a little, yes. it's had a lick of paint, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And Thank you to Emily Power. Yeah, good old Emily. She's, she's um, made it look quite pretty, hasn't she? Yeah, it looks especially up on to the date. phone. Especially on the yeah. phone, it looks nice, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so go and have a visit, please. It, 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 should, it, it should load faster, yeah. as well as being That's very right. easy on the eye, looking very modern, looks mm. very twenty twenty. Mm. Um, thanks, Emily. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get back on the trail, shall we, of Trollope's Passage. This yeah. wanker busybody really? who <laughs> we loathe, mm. but for some reason we're following his, um, his passage that he created. Yeah. We're going to head to... Kick his passage. Loughborough Junction now, aren't we, where postcodes collide. <laughs> we are, Vinny, in... Loughborough Junction, mm-hmm. uh, betwixt Brixton and Camberwell. Right. And we we'll just, we're in Trollope's Passage. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're just tickling the bottom of Trollope's Passage. <laughs> what we did, what did we just see? We saw our SC5 over there. That's uh-huh. SC5. And if you look across the road, yeah. there, Hernhill Road, how's yeah. your eyes? Not terribly good. That looks like TR7 that's, or that's, EP. That's a car. That's a car. Um, yeah, Hernhill Road, SE24. Oh, it's madness. On the other, on the other side of the road from SE5. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm afraid the madness doesn't stop there. We're now going under the railway bridge. Yeah. Outside uh, Loughborough Station. Uh-huh. And unless I'm very much mistaken, I am very much mistaken, must be the next one. How many paces have we walked? Maybe 15 long ones or 20. Now we're in... SW9. SW9. Station Avenue. It's a little yard. SW9. As I say, postcodes collide here. This is the... It's not the start of his passage. Obviously, that was out. That's too far out. But we're, we're going to try and walk the border between SW and SE. If it's possible. I mean, it sounds yeah, like it madness. Might, it sounds like madness. Uh, up to the river. Right. Is that Clarkshaw's over there? Was it? Was it? That's right. Yeah. We're passing Clarkshaw's Brewery. In the distance, the hero of Switzerland. Oh yes. Who was that? Was that that Shakira who plays Bob Liverpool? Cuckoo? Oh, sorry. Bob Cuckoo. Bob Cuckoo. That's <laughs> no, William Tell. William oh. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not everything I say is accurate. Oh, gosh. What? Do you have any particular? Uh, feelings about postcodes or strong strong opinions about postcodes because um, I remember Half, Half-Life used to say they were uh, a tool of repression, didn't he? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, he said that about a lot of things, didn't he? Time. He even said it about gloves. 
they, they do take on a life of their own, don't they? I mean, people, they're postcode wars. Yeah. Um, Go you on. about postcodes getting on, do you? No, you don't, no, no. But yeah, places... Gang, the uh, gangs take them seriously. Yeah. And um, so do the estate agents, I think. You know, if yes, the like, estate agents especially. Yeah, they like gangs, aren't they? <laughs> they certainly okay. like to extort money from you. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if you if you live in S twenty SE twenty one, for example, yeah, you got it made. Yeah. It doesn't matter whereabouts you are in SE twenty one, but you've got the postcode. Sitting on yeah, if you bought some of these, sitting on a gold mine. And what's your postcode? I'm in SE three. Yeah, uh, which uh, is, is Blackheath and Kidbrook. Uh, you know, two very different places. Yes. Well, I hear Kidbrook's now a village, is that correct? <laughs> That's right, Kidbrook's now a village, yeah, it's got a babbling brook. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, uh, oh, the hero of Switzerland. The hero of Switzerland, which is under threat, is now going to be uh, potentially a tower block with the, with the pub kept oh. uh, beneath it. Well, you know, that'd be nice to go together with all the other blocks. No, it'd be much taller than oh, that. Oh, much taller, oh, okay. And the it won't be the, the top, same. The roof terrace. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, if we should have a half. I think we should at least. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Maybe two. <laughs> okay, we've walked up Minet Road or Minute Road in SW9 and we're standing outside Rupert Gardens SW9. That sounds appropriate, doesn't it? <laughs> a lot of Ruperts in SW, I imagine. <laughs> um, and we're opposite Gordon Grove. Gordon Grove in SE5. Yeah. And we're going to walk over the road into SE5 and yeah. see how we feel. Okay. You feel a bit more Gordon? Are you Gordon or Rupert? I'm definitely Gordon. Yeah. I like it. Do you feel at home now? I this is your like home postcode. Feel better, yeah. I, I sort of, uh, in my head, I'm getting a strain of no one likes us. We're quite sensitive about it. <laughs> this is science in action. Okay, we're walking back over to SW9. Yeah. A bit more rugby over here. Yeah, yeah. Is it swing, swing low, sweet chariot? Yeah. And then back over. Yeah, no one likes us. We don't care. Can you smell that? Yeah, that was on the border. Trollope's Passage. Yeah. The little the smell of weed. Yeah, yeah, back in lovely. Right, let's march on. And here we, here we are now in Myatt's Fields, which lies on the borderland between southeast and southwest. Um, and and uh, just to give you a flavour of uh, you know, the other reason why we loathe him, his, his workiness. Yeah. He's a right old work guy, wasn't he? Um, he? He said, for example, can you get your head around this? I can conceive of no contentment of which toil is not the immediate parent. Jesus Christ. I mean, it takes you a while to understand what the fuck he's on about, but <laughs> when you do... <laughs> when you get there... He realises he likes labouring. Yeah. Uh, he also said... There is no human bliss equal to 12 hours of work with only six hours in which to do it. 
Christ, it's no wonder he fucked up the postcodes, is it? I mean, he didn't have enough time. He just, you know... I mean, my, my, if I had 12 hours' work and six hours in which to do it, I'd just say, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's a turn-up for the book. Yes, we have discovered a little oasis. We're, we're at the Little Cat Cafe, and... Um, those of you familiar with our book may recall that uh, it was devoid of all booze when I came here with my other half. But now, it sells alcoholic drinks. And we've got two lovely bottles of uh, Brixton Brewery beer. Yeah. The APA and the IPA. Yeah. 6.4%. Do cocktails. Yeah, and they've got a lovely groovy sound going on. Yeah. It surveys the scene. You can see tennis courts and tulips, the bandstand. I mean, I'm coming back here, Vinny. Yeah. I mean, it's only, we're only a couple of months away from um, when the clocks go uh, back, heralding Crazy. the start of mm. daytime drinking time. Yeah. So we stopped here, had a couple of beers, and um, I thought this might be an ideal opportunity to um, further traduce Anthony Trollope's reputation. <laughs> His story of destruction mm. doesn't stop with South London. What? The chaos created by this stroke of a trumped-up office clerk's quill goes on. In 1866, a couple of years before he destroyed the South, he did the same with N.E. Oh. North East London. Mm. You may think about it, you may think North East London exists as a postcode, but mm. it bloody well doesn't. Mm. He merged it into E. Uh, but in this case, uh, he didn't actually tell, or the post office didn't tell the good folk of uh, North East London that this was happening. Right. For fear that they would be pissed off. Oh, uh, yes. I see, yeah. And they were pissed off. Were they, yeah. They were very pissed off. Why were they pissed off, Frodo? I think they were pissed off because they were being, you know, they, they were disappeared and wholly lumped in with the E postcode. East, oh. East London. Oh, I see. Lots of, uh, lots of North London became East London. Yes. Yeah, uh, and then North London snobs. Well, it's certainly the East London at the time, and possibly still today, it was much poorer than North London. And uh, once, once they realised what was going on, <laughs> there were campaigns and marches by the good folk of NE, North East London, to get their NE back. Mm. And one of the reasons that North East uh, road nameplates are a little more common, like, for example, in Hackney, is that locals continue to put them up. Oh, did they? <laughs> for some years after the postcode had been abolished. Really? Why didn't we do that? Yeah, and the post office just bunged everything addressed to NE into E at the sorting office. Mm. I mean, we we did consider starting a campaign, didn't we, to get the uh, S reinstated? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we can be asked in the end. Well, our ancestors dithered, mm. and along came Sheffield mm. and picked it up. Mm. They've now got the S postcode. Mm -hmm. Uh, so in a way, I like to think of Sheffield as part of the South London Brotherhood. <laughs> uh, part of the reason, possibly, why it's such a brilliant party town. Yeah, so I gather, yeah. South Yorkshire. Um, we couldn't even, uh, someone suggested, why couldn't we have SL, you know, mm. for South London? Can we not just have SL? Mm. Uh, no, we can't. No, is that gone? Slough. Oh, for God's sake, <laughs> don't want to be confused with slough. <laughs> all due <laughs> undue respect and um, just for the sake of completeness the discarded NE mm. of course was picked up by 
Newcastle. Newcastle. I've noticed it's started to rain. Yeah, it has started to rain. I hope that doesn't mean we have to, uh, you know, abort what we're doing and duck into a licensed premises. That would be awful. All part of Trollope's curse. <laughs> Which we, we think might be turning round. It might be turning round, yeah. We didn't expect to be able to get Leo in the park. No, it's almost as if Trollope's curse could be a man-made construction. Right, like postcodes. Okay, let's duck in here. The Kennington. Oh. oh, that's better. What do you fancy? Oh, mosaic for me. Two pounds of mosaic, Phil. Yeah. Phil, sorry man, the name's Jack. Oh, Jack. Yeah, yeah we met. Yeah, Jack, oh. yeah, excellent. Uh, we're in the Kennington, we just ducked out of the rain. Do you know what postcode we're in? Yeah, you're in SE5 right now. Oh, excellent. We've been um, walking the border between SE5 and... No, SE and SW. Yeah, apparently so. there's like three postcodes around here. Yeah, you yeah. go by the road over there, it's like a tri-state area around exactly. here. So, depending what side of the road you're on, either SE, SW and all that. It's madness, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know who's responsible for that? Oh, good old council, right? <laughs> Anthony Trollope, 1856. The last name says it all. <laughs> Thank you very much. What we got now? You're a bomb dosser. <laughs> it's nice having uh, Tyson doing that for us, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, because Tyson. Yeah, yeah because mean, world heavyweight champ, best yeah, fighter ever. I mean, he's been doing it for us like all season, yeah. and now everyone knows who he is. <laughs> um, so yeah, you bomb dosser. You had you had one, didn't you? I had one. You yeah, had... I would like to honour Spencer Allen Boston. Yeah, Mr. Boston. Uh, Mr. Boston. Uh, from uh, He was uh, recently in court in Lebanon, Tennessee, uh, on a possession charge of cannabis. Mm. And uh, he took it upon himself, whilst uh, trying to explain his case to the judge, mm. to get out a big number and spark up. Admittedly, he had to search for his matches. Got the spliff out. Where, where's me? Where's me matches? <laughs> Did a bit of that. But he got there, and he got to have a few lugs on it before they carted him out and oh. charged him with contempt of court. Oh, I was going to say, he didn't get his sentence commuted then for a great theatre. Uh, no, he didn't. No, no, no. He got ten days in jail. Oh. Uh, but he did have the happiest mugshot ever. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be on the website? Why not? Why yeah. not? Fuck yeah. it. I mean, yeah. yes. Um, we haven't said where we are. We are at the home of cricket. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I thought you were a Kent fan. I am a Kent fan, but you know, uh, I, I, I think you know, this is iconic. We're at the Isn't Oval. It? We're at the Oval. We got sight of the gas. For some reason, they've let us in. I said to the man, "We're from London, and we're recording a podcast." And he's like, "In you go." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said, "Fuck off." Oh, that was it. That was it. Yeah, similar. I knew it was something similar. Um, anyway, back back to Bum Dosser. Back to Bum Dosser. Mm. I was going to nominate Mr. Bingo. Oh. Are you familiar with Mr. Bingo? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A big fan of his artwork. Well, as he says on his, um, on his bio, artist, speaker, twat. Yes. I think we may have featured him before. Oh, we've definitely mentioned him before. Yeah. But this, what, what he did mm. is special. Heroic. At 7.32am on February the 26th, 2020, he wrote on Twitter, I walked out of my flat in London with the sole intention of getting lost and going on a really big walk. Mm -hmm. I like that. No specific direction or purpose or ending. 
perfect. 13 days, 198 miles, and 52 pubs later, he found himself <laughs> in Nottingham. <laughs> Magnificent. Here are some of his observations. People in small remote towns are often mocked and satirised in TV programmes like Little Britain. This depiction is justified. <laughs> Once you have stripped away all of life's responsibilities, achieved peak freedom, the biggest challenge in your day is to avoid getting drunk. <laughs> uh, he goes on, there are less rules in the countryside. You can hurl, hurl a fallen tree branch anywhere, lob a rock at some water, piss wherever you like, sing loudly, kick grass and shout fuck off at some sheep. <laughs> um, you can't do that in London, can you? No, you can't. You know, it'd be antisocial behaviour, as he notes. Um, but what he did say, uh, which I think uh, made me particularly warm to him, is that walking across the UK without pubs would be pretty much pointless. Mm. You don't even have to sort of like booze. Uh, you, you just they're a place to meet. Yeah. Local people. Yeah. Strangers. As we've just found. Yes, indeed. We're finding constantly. In, in, in Kennington, yeah. It, it's not just true of the country. Uh, it is true. If you do it in South London, yeah. you will meet people. Meet interesting people. He says, if you walk into a remote pub alone f in full hiking gear with a rucksack, somebody will start talking to you. Yeah, I'm not going to do it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Um, uh, unemployed and retired men like to sit on their own mm. near each other but mm. separate it yeah. all day and talk, talk amongst each other in an unorganised way. Another tip is cathedral or church spires in the distance are a sign that you are heading towards a settlement and that means <laughs> pubs. <laughs> Head for spires if you're hungry or thirsty. You know, it's like a steeplechase. Yeah, yeah. People are eating a lot of lasagna, fish and chips and sticky toffee pudding, he noted. Right, yeah. I think it's interesting. And um, finally from uh, Mr Bingo, overheard conversations in pubs on the subject of Caroline Flack will differ greatly depending on where you are in the country. Oh, I bet they do, yeah. yeah. And, he, and, he, and he went as far as Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. That's why we never leave London. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mr Bingo nominated by me as a bomb dosser maybe not an obvious choice because you know he's a very busy fella yeah uh, he's working but you know he's working but he's working on his own terms I think that's the difference totally, isn't it totally, yeah, yeah. Um, he's working for his own ends he's doing unusual and interesting things and reporting back on them and essentially he's a bit of an inspiration he is yeah Mr Bingo you're a bomb dosser excuse me can we we'd like to get out please can we get out they're not letting us out. We can't get out of the Oval! <laughs> okay, we're continuing up on the SESW corridor. Trollops Passage. Trollops Passage, and uh, heading up towards the river past the Bonington Square Coopy. Deli, yeah, which yeah. might not be open now, unfortunately, as dusk falls. Hmm. Um, Maybe we could... Um, well, let's check out go out London and see if they have a good recommendation okay. for a boozer nearby. Good idea. This is our sponsor, Go Out of London. I'm going to fire up the app. Yeah, because I'm getting a bit thirsty now. Mother Kelly's. Oh, yeah. I'd love to go to Mother Kelly. Uh, 38 taps. Sounds insane. Okay. Well, Do you know I mean, Mother Kelly's? 
I, I, I know Mother Kelly's in uh, the East End, but I know oh. they, I haven't been to the one in uh, Vauxhall. Excellent. Well, let's go. I'd love to go. I mean, I only need maybe 30, 30 taps. Yeah. Okay, here we are, our, our, uh, well, our next uh, destination, um, which we've already told you what it is, yeah. but we're going to turn it into a pub quiz. If you can remember which pub we just said, have a pint. If not, I'm sorry, vascular dementia. Yeah, that's down here. We are, of course, at Mother Kelly's, which is in a railway arch. Uh, I misspoke, Al- didn't I? Uh, hasn't got 38 taps. It's got 33, and some of them are wine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Are you, you, once you've got 38 taps in your mind, mm. 33 just doesn't, doesn't cut it really, does it? Mm. So now, yeah. it's time for the social media scene. The scene? Yeah. What's that? It's other people's gags. <laughs> Read by us with a pint by yes. a train track outside Mother Kelly's in Vauxhall. Yeah. Which is rather nice, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's double entrance, it's a bit like you. And uh, <laughs> Dave. nice park sitting out in the back. The, the trains thunder across the arch. Mm-hmm. We walk right past it <laughs> on the way here, but we're here now. What have you got in the social media scene, Vinny? Okay, well, first up, I've got um, a, a little one from Islington Phil. Go on. He tweeted, got up early to feed the cats, then straight out of the house on pilgrimage to Catford with baseball cap and shades in case I see Polish Sophia. Got to Spoons at 8.59, ready for first orders. <laughs> Plummy and White Pete just turned up. Peter Colgate expected 10.30ish. Bagfoot Jim can't afford pub prices, so sat on benches outside drinking cans. Great to be back in Catford and looking forward to the match later. <laughs> and who is this fella? Islington Phil. I, I thought he was a, might have been a parody, but he's not. It's, he's for real. Worthy of a follow. Um, our mucker at... Um Ruler Ian Cleverly uh, tweeted us with the causes of death in London in I think 1664. Right. Did you catch that? Yeah. Um, he was intrigued, as indeed I was, that um, two people. No, in 1632 it is 1632. Okay. Uh, two people in 1632, possibly uh, our en- our ancestors. Mm. Two people in London died of lethargy. They just couldn't be bothered to live. <laughs> yeah, um, sad. A sad way to go, really, because yeah. you really should be uh, celebrating they, life. They died what they were doing, they, they loved. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there was one... Uh, 348 died of bloody fucks. Blood, blood, sorry, <laughs> blood, bloody, bloody flux. <laughs> Scouring and flux, bloody flux. Well, it doesn't sound very pleasant. Do you know what that, that is? Pleasant. <laughs> I can't talk anymore. <laughs> We're exhausted. You know, it's 6.43, we've been going a bit longer than we normally go for. Yeah, most people are knocked off by now. Exactly. Uh, do you know what bloody flux is? Mm-hmm. You bloody well do. It's in the bowl every morning. Ooh. Blood-ridden stools and diarrhoea. Ooh. <laughs> you can die from that. I totally can, yeah. And the other thing which was, uh, I thought might be slightly alarming for you is that four people 
in London in 1632, died of gout. That is alarming, yeah. I didn't know it could kill you. I know it hurts like fuck. Yeah. I didn't realise it could kill you. I, I saw one uh, there called King's Evil. People, Several people died of King's Evil. Mm, mm. Uh, what did they call it? Scrofula, is it? Scrofula, yeah. yeah which is, it turns out to be tuberculosis. Right. Uh, but uh, it was called the King's Evil because it... Apparently, they believed at the time it could be cured by the touch of a royal. So, possible uh, way back for Prince Andrew there. Yeah, he's, he'd be curing all the children. Yeah. Oh. Well, moving on. <laughs> what else you got? Well, I enjoyed uh, a thread on nicknames. Um, oh, that's. Oh, I joined that's great. in when Jamie East po- posted it on Twitter, but. Um, yeah, uh, there are a couple that made me laugh, and how people get nicknames, you know. Mm. Um, it's always intrigued me, and you know, you, you, something you do, like when you're 15, you get, you get stuck with for the rest of your life. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Pete Bell chipped in with uh, a mate he used to work with um, called Dave. He had a tick that made him lift both arms above his head, uh, and they called him Mexican Dave. <laughs> That's good, I like that. <laughs> And uh, a bloke who had one leg shorter than another, <laughs> creating quite a limp. Uh, he was nicknamed Sniper's Nightmare. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed Laura Aurora, who chipped in with, uh, My husband is a southerner living in Yorkshire. He has a glass eye. His Barnsley workmates call him the London Eye. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, Martin um, chipped in with one about a fellow who's a kindred spirit. We had a guy who was called Lester to his face and he never twigged it was because he was always trying to find Lester do. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it reminded me of one of our uh, favourites though. Remember the ex-QPR and Oldham defender? Mm. Fitz Hall. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember his nickname? One size. One size Fitz Hall. Brilliant. I mean really that is the ultimate nickname. I, mean, yeah. I don't think there's yeah. anything else. No. It's never going to be bettered. Yeah. Unless you've got one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who posted it, but it was um, another lost eye one. There was a guy called Brian who mm. lost an eye. They called him Bran. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the poor bloke who had a, a, a bad back and he, it made him stoop. They called him Photo Finish. Photo Finish. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, any more? Anything no. else? Let's wrap it up because we've got to, we want to head over head over into a post-codal anomaly. Yeah. One that drives us fucking crazy, I think it's fair to say. Mm. Um, we'll be back in a jiffy. Okay, you rejoin us as we're making our way towards the bridge and we're heading over the river into uh, what I call shit. What? One? <laughs> or SW1. Yeah. Yes, Trollope put some SWs over the river. Yeah. It's quite clear the demarcation between north and south is yes, the river. It's the river. But he's put all of SW1 north of the river. Yeah. We're going to head there just so we can you know, reclaim it for the south. Also, we're going over Vauxhall Bridge. Yeah, and we're going to go. We're going to drop into the Morpeth Arms for one. And uh, do you remember what we did outside the Morpeth Arms? I do. Some yes. years ago. Yes. We, we we picked up our pints from there and went to a cosy little. Well, it's a telephone. It's box. a telephone it's box. Yeah. yeah. There's a telephone box near the Morpeth that we discovered on one occasion. 
And for some reason, we took a liking to it, didn't we? Didn't we? Yeah. And um, we've been we back there many times. We've been back there many times. We all we all took the uh, the number of the telephone box, and we would arrange to meet there. Mm. Um, a lovely spliff point, you know. Yeah. Apart from anything else, you could bring your pints in from the pub. But also, it's nice that if you were running a bit late, you could ring up the others and say, "Look, I'm, you know, ETA 745. Can you get me one in?" Yeah. It was ours, wasn't it? Yeah. We've well, got four get, people in there. Got four people in there. Yeah. yeah. Easy, easy. I've still got the number now. Yeah. We, cool. we rang it earlier, didn't we? But yeah. um, no one, no one picked up. No. See, I was trying to book a table. <laughs> um, so anyway, well, uh, that's probably uh, it. I think we've probably overrun even. Yeah. So we'll say goodbye before the Morpeth Arms. And um, thanks very much for listening. And uh, thank you to our sponsor, Go Out London. Indeed. Uh, do please leave a review on iTunes. We've been assured it makes a great difference and might allow others to enjoy the podcast. Yes. And thank you to uh, Jersey Pocket Howard yeah. for lending us the equipment a long term on which to record this podcast. Yeah, good lad. Thank you very much. Um, so thanks, yeah, thanks to you for listening. And uh, we'll be back next time out. Yes. With a run in Wimbledon. Yeah.